0: Our text today comes from John chapter 14. In fact, it's the continuation of the text that we looked at last week. Today we'll be looking at verses uh, 15 through 21. Um, Jesus is meeting with his disciples for the last time before uh, um, his his trial and subsequent uh, execution. Uh, He's trying to reassure them that even though he is departing and leaving, that they can face life with renewed hope, and they don't have to be anxious, and they don't have to be afraid. But don't you know that their hearts were racing, that their hearts were pounding, that they were thinking this Jesus that they've been with, the one who has been all for them, their pastor, their shepherd, for these last years is gonna be gone. What's gonna happen after he's gone? How are we going to be able to continue How can we survive if we can't see Jesus? You know, all these measures that we're taking in today's world to uh, protect people from the virus all serve very effectively to create distance. Masks, gloves, space. And what it does is it separates us. And it creates that anxiety of just not knowing how connected we are and what will it look like if we can ever connect again. A family came by this last week to pick up some uh, Lord's Supper supplies and, and I went out to give them the supplies with my mask on. They had two small kids in the back. And and so I assured the kids that underneath the mask I was smiling. <laughs> but, but you can't see that. And you just don't really know for sure. Uh, uh, there's so much uncertainty. And and, you know, beyond the boredom that a lot of us are feeling now after so many weeks into this, I I think loneliness is another issue that's creeping in because especially for those that don't have a lot of people in their home, that they're quarantined by themselves or limited in the number of individuals and the contact they have, that the loneliness can start to seep in and and you can start to feel maybe even a bit abandoned. So our text today, Uh, Jesus is going to bolster our faith as he bolsters the faith of the disciples uh, by giving them hope. So we're going to read John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. You can pull it up on your uh, device, on your Bible, or I think now we have it on the screen so you can follow along with us as well. I'm going to begin reading in John chapter uh, 14, verse 15. If you love me, Jesus says, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I, am raised again to, when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Word of the Lord. I want to begin with Jesus' statement in verse 18. I will not leave you orphans. I will not abandon you as orphans. Throughout this entire chapter, Jesus is assuring his followers that whatever may occur in their experience moving forward, they will never be on their own. They will never be left alone. I lived in an orphanage for two years, uh, from age two to age four. I I have no memories of those experiences, I'm kind of grateful. Uh, uh, Some folks have suggested that maybe I should go under hypnosis to try and retrieve some of those memories. uh, That that time in the orphanage and then the plane ride over from uh, Seoul, Korea to New York, uh, four years old, uh, would have made an impression, but my psychologist friends have suggested that The the impression that would have made would have been pretty horrific, (laughs) and and I'm better off just leaving that uh, in the dark. But but I can't imagine it was very fun, and especially for older children who find themselves in an orphan state. The questions, what am I going to do? What is my life going to look like? How will I ever survive this? And, And Jesus declares, I will not let you ever be in that kind of situation. He will continue to be their shepherd. He will continue to guide. So the the immediate question is, how is that? How is he going to do that? How is he going to provide that nurture and care that we need when he's not present? Well, I think in our text, uh, we find three specific ways that he bolsters their faith. The first, he, he provides a community where there is true love for one another. Uh, our reading this morning uh, began with a pretty direct statement: "If you love me, keep my commandments." Now, it's common when we think of commandments to think of the Ten Commandments. David mentioned those uh, one of them early on: uh, uh, "Love your, uh, uh, honor your mother and father." Uh, but, but Jesus isn't necessarily referring to the Ten Commandments here, and, and nor is he referring to what often happens, we see this kind of a verse, we take it from its context and we say, oh, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, which commandments? Let's see, you have to go to church, you have to give every week, and we'll add whatever commandments are convenient for the particular conversation that we're having and suggest that that's what Jesus was meaning. Well, I I think if we're faithful to the text and we're fair with the text, we're going to stick with the commandments that Jesus had just talked about. Remember that their feet were probably still a little bit wet from Jesus having washed them. They're still seated at the Last Supper table. The previous chapter, John 13, is where Jesus washed their feet, where he sat down and said, I have given you an example that you should do to one another what I have just done to you. And then later in the chapter, he says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. By this will all people know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Well, loving one another was not really a new commandment. That has been around since Leviticus. Love your neighbor as yourself. What was new was the way that he loved them by sacrificing himself, by humbling himself, by by serving others, by loving those who would even within hours betray him and give him up to be crucified. Jesus says the same thing in the chapter following what we're reading uh, in chapter 15. He says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. That's the commandment that he has in his mind and it is most on the top of the minds of his disciples love one another the way Jesus loved us and what that does is it creates a community where no one is left out you you it, it doesn't matter how good you've been or how bad you've been you will be loved it doesn't matter how far you strayed you will be loved you will be loved because that's the way God and Jesus love us and this community that his creating is what gives us encouragement and hope you know it's amazing how easy it is to say uh we'll be loved but uh, to to love but uh, uh we're going to uh if you don't do this then you really don't love me and it's so hard that we can't do it by ourselves This requires something that goes beyond our abilities. And so that give us his very own spirit. He says that he's going to send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God the Father, the Spirit of Jesus the Son. And he calls him another advocate or another, the word in Greek is paraclete, another counselor, another helper. Jesus was the first advocate, and now the Holy Spirit is the second. The the Greek word parakletos is kind of hard to translate because it has a number of different ideas. It it can mean an advocate, like a legal defendant, uh, defense attorney. It can mean a comforter. It can mean a helper. Uh, You know, the Holy Spirit is our helper. God is our help when uh, we have needs, and he comes to provide what... Uh, humans in and of themselves cannot provide for themselves. Uh, He is that Edits. He is the Etzer and the Ebenezer, the stone of help. He is the one who comes to our rescue. The Holy Spirit is also our comforter. Um, If you've been in a situation where you've experienced some sort of loss or some sort of tragedy and people come to support and encourage you and stand beside you, have you notice that it doesn't change your circumstance. The tragedy is still there. The loss is still there. Your loved ones will not come back from the grave. And yet we feel strengthened by having these individuals beside us. And in the same way, the Holy Spirit comes alongside us to be our comforter. And then the last is that he is our advocate. He is our defense lawyer. He's the one who stands up beside us in court and represents us before the judge. Uh, The advocate takes our case and pleads it. Um, From what I've been told, if you ever have to go before a judge, the expertise and ability of your lawyer makes all the difference in the world. And Jesus is giving us the very best, God's very own spirit to be the one who stands up for us. In Equatorial Africa, uh, there were some uh, translation team trying to translate the Bible into the Kare language. And they were having a difficult time with certain words and this was one of them, parakletos. How do we translate this word in a culture that doesn't have a legal system? What what can we do? And so one day the translators came across a a group of porters that were carrying uh, loads of supplies on their heads and on their shoulders. And they noticed that in the line of porters, there was always one who wasn't carrying anything. And so the translators assumed that he was the boss, and and that's why he wasn't carrying anything. But they asked the the locals about it, and they said, no, he's not the boss. He's the one who's there just in case one of the others falls over from exhaustion. And what he does is he's ready to pick up their load and carry it for them. And so that porter, the one with no load initially, is called the one who falls down beside us. And that is the translation that they came up with for the word paraclete. The one who falls down beside us, who picks up our load and carries us when we can't do it ourselves. There's another way the Holy Spirit functions for us and... and, and, it, I thought about it when I watched this TV show with Catherine, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It's already finished its first season. Uh, it, it's kind of a fun musical song and dance kind of a, a, a TV show. Uh, it's about a, a young lady named Zoe Clark, a computer programmer, and she discovers she has the ability to hear the innermost thoughts of people around them, around her, when, and, and they come out as a song, a song and dance. And, um, and so in the story, Zoe's father, Mitch, suffers from progressive supranuclear palsy, PSP, which is a rare neurological disease that has rendered him unable to move, unable to communicate with his daughter, his wife, people around him. But her unusual ability has given her the, uh, the, the, the ability to hear his heart and to hear what he's wanting to say. It's, it's kind of a heartwarming story But what's even more impactful, at least to me, is that the creator of this show wrote this script based on his life experience with his father, who also suffered with PSP. And his father, as his father uh, declined, Austin Winsberg said he would wonder what is he really hearing and what is he seeing? and he imagined how his father might react and and, uh, uh, interact with all that was going on around him, and that became the nucleus of this uh, this TV show. Well, the Holy Spirit knows what we're feeling and communicates that, I don't think with song and dance, but with groans that cannot be uttered, and he hears and knows, and, and he is the one who defends us before the judge so that we get a fair representation Jesus gives us a community that is based on love. Jesus gives us a Holy Spirit who will stand beside us and pick up the load for us. The third thing he gives us is the promise that he's coming back. He promises that he will return for his own. He's coming back for us, and there will not be a single one of his left behind. No man left behind. It's a creed for many soldiers and military units. Uh, When you're in combat and you get injured or you die, they'll come back for you. They'll find a way to bring you home because no person is left behind. Have you heard of uh, Desmond Doss? Uh, He was a young man who enlisted in World War II into the army and he wanted to be a medic, a combat medic. Uh, He was a Seventh-day Adventist, and he vowed that he would never pick up an arm and refused to carry a weapon uh, because he just didn't believe. He was a pacifist, yet he wanted to help his country and the people around them. His story is told in a documentary film, The Contentious Objector. Mel Gibson took it and turned it into a movie called uh, Hacksaw Ridge. It's a war movie, so just be forewarned. Uh, It's a war movie if you choose to watch it. But his story is an amazing story. Uh, He would go up this hill, uh, this cliff almost, and, and rescue a soldier and bring him down. And then he would go back. And right before, after he was dropping off one soldier, he said, Lord, please help me get one more. Help me get one more. And he would go back up. His count, he saved 50 soldiers that day, wounded soldiers. Those that around said that he saved over 100 no man left behind. Well, Jesus in a much bigger scale will make sure that not a single one of us are left behind. And so the good news for today is that number one, Jesus loves us. He has created a community for us. And this community is based on love for him and for one another. And secondly, he tells us that we're not alone. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, is our advocate, is our helper. And third, he promises that we will not be left alone. alone. No matter what situation we're facing, we can count on his presence to guide us, to strengthen us, and to be with us. So my prayer for you today is that you are firmly within Jesus's community that you are firmly in the grasp of God's love. If you have, uh, if you're feeling a distance from him, and if you're feeling like maybe you need to reconnect to God, today might be the day that you do that. You can call one of your uh, uh, church leaders, or you can call us, and we would be glad to help you work through a theological or an emotional or a spiritual issue. We'd love to help you uh, make the next step if that's what you need to be baptized. Uh, we are here to help You feel the very things that Jesus told his disciples. You are loved and you are not alone. May God bless you this day and this week as we continue through uh, uh, this time of pandemic.